Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. Drunk. They were drunk. At 9.05, they were drunk, the text said. People heard different voices in their native tongues, and the people standing by said, they're drunk. And some said, no, 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 it's 9.05 in the morning. It's not possible that they're drunk in the morning. I think they were drunk. I absolutely believe they were drunk. They had a DUI driven under the influence. I believe indeed they were drunk. I mean, is it not possible that when you see and hear what people do under the influence of the Spirit, it seems as though they are indeed 905 drunk? The songs they sing, the rituals they do, the sermons they hear, the connections they make in a world so divided, it sure as heck looks like they're drunk. They were driven under the influence. You see, I believe indeed when the spirit descends and comes, it feels like and looks like they're drunk. Richard Rohr, who I always turn to every week, says that in London, when you're on the train there, before you get off the train, a voice comes over and it says, mind the gap. And talks about the gap between the train and the platform and says, mind the gap. And Rohr says, that's what the spirit does. It minds the gap. The gap between one place and the other. The gap between one institution and another. The gap that is there, the spirit descends and fills that gap and there is only oneness. That's what happens when you hear and see the spirit descend, the, mind, the gap is closed, and it looks like they're drunk. A DUI driven under the influence. It's Pentecost. Pentecost is the celebration of the descent of the spirit, of the birth of the church, of the gift of that unity. And so I thought to myself, it's Pentecost, which means five. You get five short Pentecost stories to articulate what it looks like when you're driven under the influence of the spirit. This week, a 70-year-old man came up to me, looked me in the eye, and with tears in their eye, said, this year, I'm voting for the NDP. He said, for 50 years, I voted UCP. My parents and my grandparents are rolling in their graves right now because we always voted conservative. But when I heard the premier speak the things she spoke, and when I heard her silence about the things she should speak, I have to lend my vote this time. And through his tears, he said, this time, this time, I'm lending my vote 
to a team I thought I never would. Sometimes you're driven by the Spirit to do the thing you thought you'd never do. It was in a hospital where I met another man this week as we sat with his beloved who was dying. He said, we met 30 years ago. When we met, he was married to a woman and had children and met me and we found our love and he left that marriage and joined me. And for five years, his children would not speak to him. And he said, one day I wrote a short note and he went like this. And in that note, I said to his family, I love Belle and you love your dad. We are together. I don't want to come between you, but he misses you. Could we meet? And he handed that note off to their mailbox. And two weeks later, two whole weeks later, he heard back and the family came together in one room. Sometimes when you're driven by the Spirit, you write and say things you never thought and unity comes. When you're driven under the influence, you do crazy, ridiculous things. It was a woman who told me what it was like to be in the hospital bed, beside the hospital bed of her husband who had died. And she said, as I sat there and the snow came down outside and I looked out the window and I looked down at my husband who amazingly seemed to glow as he breathed his last. She heard a silence she had never heard before and a peace that passes understanding. And she felt love and relief. Sometimes the spirit descends at the moment you least expect it and you are filled with relief. Sometimes when you get a DUI, you're amazed at what the spirit can do. I remember a woman named Lily, Lily and Bill, and I've told this story before, but it speaks of Pentecost. Bill lived on a farm north of Edmonton, and he was in his early 20s, and back in the day, the way to meet a girl was not online. It was actually to go to a dance in the city. So off he went to a dance in the city, and he was standing there against the wall, not quite sure what to do, but he glanced across the room, and he saw Lily, and he went over and invited her to dance, and one thing to a letter led to a beautiful evening and then a dinner out and eventually him asking to marry her. They were married and they moved to the farm and Lily being a wise daughter wanted to get in good with the mother-in-law and said, how can I help in some way? And Bill said, drive her to the UCW, the United Church Women's Meeting at the church. Lily wasn't a church person, but she could drive a pickup so she put her mother-in-law in the pickup and drive her to Pickardville Church and the mother-in-law would go in and Lily would go home and then she would come back. She did this for several months until the night came when she came and she's sitting outside and they're not coming out of the meeting. So she went up to the meeting and she knocked on the door and opened the door and the group of women said to her, Lily, come on in. 
we have a job for somebody. She nervously stepped in and they said, we would like you to be the secretary of our meeting. And Lily said, I can't do that. You see, Lily had a stutter because her father told her she was an idiot and stupid. It wouldn't amount to anything. One of the wise women at the table said, come on in, you write, I'll read. And so meeting after meeting, Lily would come and record and hand off until the night that woman didn't come to the meeting. And the women said, you read, we'll wait. And she began to read. And she made it through the minutes, stumbled her way until the next meeting, and she came and she did it again and did it again until, amazingly, her stutter disappeared. It was the love and patience and compassion of that church community that allowed her to heal. And in the amazing part of this story is not even that. It was as a grandmother, she decided, I'm going to get a BA. And she went back to school online. And then later, she decided, I think I want to be a minister. And she went to Saskatoon and got her Master of Divinity degree. And that's not even the most amazing part, because the most amazing part was the church settled her back in the very church of women who had healed her. When the spirit descends in a small community, you see the value of another, it expands and grows and heals. And indeed, in Lily's case, it was a D-U-I. The spirit descended. So it was for Fred Craddock. Fred Craddock, a great preacher, American who has died, tells the story of being in Winnipeg of all places. My Winnipeg friends will hate me to say that. But he came to do a talk, and then he was asked to go to a rural area where they were going to send him by bus. And he was in downtown Winnipeg in the bitter winter, coming from South Carolina, as you can imagine. And here he was in the cafeteria eating his soup when an indigenous person came into that. The, the, the doors were frozen with snow. You know what I mean by cold people sitting there? And an indigenous man came in and sat at a table and said to the waiter, all I want is a glass of water. The man said, you can't, you get out. But the person sitting at the next table stood up and said, if he goes, I go. And the person at this table said, if he goes and he goes, I go. And a woman at that table and her husband stood up and said, if they go, we go. Till the owner of the restaurant wiped his hands, said he can stay. And he went to the kitchen and brought him a hot bowl of soup as the man warmed his hands on the soup. And Fred Craddock said to himself, I couldn't believe myself, but I stood up too. When we see injustice and we desire solidarity, we stand up. Fred said as he sat down and ate and sipped his soup, he said it tasted like bread and wine. When the spirit descends, we do things we never thought we'd do for another. And when we come today to membership class, we're doing something in 2023 we've never seen before. 
people of different languages, LGBTQ+, old people, young people, a woman 3,414 kilometers from here who's in cancer treatment will say, yes, I do, by the grace of God, and join your church. Are they drunk? Yep. Are we drunk? Yep. We are driven under the influence of the Spirit. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.